Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Great Grange podcast. It's Mr. Kerbal, the Grange head teacher. Today, I'm joined by a very special person, and this is our school play therapist, Maria. And I always have fantastic conversations with Maria. So I thought, why don't we just record it and just have a podcast? So hello, Maria. Hello, Daniel. Hello. So what yeah. I thought would be really good to ask you is, you're the play therapist in our school, and you work with specific children, and you also see a lot of other children, you see a lot of staff. What do you think is the best thing about your role? The best thing about my role? Well, I get to play with children, <laughs> which is quite a luxury, and especially in schools. <laughs> so I think that that is one of the privileges that I have. Yeah, I get to meet lots of children as well, and I... I actually have the luxury of, of seeing them one-to-one -one for 45 minutes every week, which is not a lot, but, but you know, I think it is a luxury, and especially in schools when teachers, you know, have to attend to many children, usually at the same time. So having that one-to-one -one time with the child, I think, is something that is quite, yeah, so you said special. That, so you said to play with the children, mm. and... That word straight away just made my brain buzz because we're so, so much in terms of the education, we're, we're so much in terms of teaching and learning, teaching and learning and teaching and learning. Yeah. And in the early years, they're fantastic about play, learning through play. Yeah. But then it gets to the national curriculum, year one to year six, and we kind of forget a little bit about playing. Yeah. So can you just tell me a little bit more about the importance of playing? What does playing even look like? Yeah, I mean... Uh play and there is a difference between you know there are different kinds of play but you know the play that I am referring to in the play that I'm thinking about and I guess the play that children have you know when they are on break time at school for example is self-directed play so and child kind of centered play so my role in playing with the child is really to follow where the child is going so it, it really is about allowing the child to experience their own impulses and allow them to then follow their own impulses as they come up. But the most important, and I mean, we know, and as you say, you know, I think it is something that is very well known in education that children learn through playing. That is how they experiment with everything. <laughs> what is happening in their minds, interactions with the world, interactions with other people. That is how we learn different kinds of skills and a lot of our social skills as well come through play. But besides that, you know, the way that we can regulate our emotions and our feelings, they have that has a lot to do with playing. And a lot of the skills that we develop, again, can be developed through play. So for example, you know, being able to wait for your turn um, when you're playing a group game or, you know, having to wait until someone stops speaking so that you can take your turn. Um, or even, you know, if you get hurt or if someone gets hurt, you know, how do you deal with that? You know, if you get, if, if someone does something that you don't like, how do you deal with that? And children kind of organically then experiment with these interactions through play. And it, it, it can be, you know, incredibly uh, important in terms of their learning. But also how to deal with frustrations, for example, you know, because and I think it is something, you know, that comes up in learning and in education so much, how you can deal with um, a setback when something doesn't work out in the way that you would like it to. And we see that children, you know, they feel under so much pressure, my senses, these days in order to do well and succeed with everything. 
that it, it almost feels unbearable for some children, you know, that it's not possible to do well. And especially for children, again, who, who do not have a lot of kind of confidence and self-esteem, we know that, you know, obstacles can feel dreadful for them. And it starts kind of, you know, getting them into all kinds of emotional places that are very difficult to kind of then move from. So, yeah. I think that plays so, so as you were talking, I was thinking to myself, play, but then I was thinking to myself, the game of life. Yeah. Because I was thinking to myself, teaching and learning, very, very important. Coming to school to learn knowledge and to learn content in subjects, very, very important. Yeah. But then if we're learning for life, if we're learning to play the game of life, we've also got to learn to play quite a bit. And then you mentioned children with low self-esteem, confidence. Yeah. So, you know, at our school, we've got our CC way, confidence mm -hmm. and consideration. So when you hear the word confidence, what does confidence mean to you? What does it look like for you? Hmm. I think confidence can be, uh, I think it can be a number of different kinds of um, skills and attributes. But uh, essentially, there is something about, you know, being able to, um voice your own kind of thoughts and feelings and i think it, it is also about you know believing in your own abilities to to the degree that allows you to 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 go further in life and to experiment with things and to play for example and to learn and again you know learning is experimenting and trying things out but I think, yeah, that, that sense of trying things out. And I think that's how you build confidence in a way, by experimenting and trying things out. And sometimes getting things wrong, but, but knowing that there are other people around who can help you when that happens and trusting that. What was so interesting to me today, so I, I went on a little bit of an adventure today and I decided, because I use class charts, we use class charts in the school, so I always select the class champions who got the most class chart points in each class. And every teacher is different, but because it's the class champions, so it's kind of within the class, relatively it works out. So what I did is I went to nine different classes and asked the children who were the class champions to come with me, did a little bit of a podcast, and said, what's the secret of your success? What helped you to do so well in the first week back in school after the holiday? And they said different things, but a lot of them spoke about being confident. Mm -hmm. But then I asked them another question. I said, if you need help, who do you go to? And what was so interesting to me, I mean, a few said teachers. Mm -hmm. And I think the way they heard the question was, who would you ask for help in school? In school. But nearly all of them spoke about they would go to their friends. Mm. And that was really interesting to me. Because again, you play and you learn through play yeah. with your friends. Yeah. So I suppose what, what I would ask is, what do you think is import, most important mm. in school mm -hmm. for us to, to do so that children really grow? in school what, what can we do in our classrooms i mean i know in your role mm. you see children one-to-one yeah. -one, but what can we yeah. do to build this confidence to build these opportunities for play yeah. to to make children feel like they can interact and make mistakes 
I think the most important thing, and I think that is something that, you know, there is a lot of emphasis in, in Grange, <laughs> I think, on that. And, and, and the CC way really fits into that. And I think the, the answer is kind of kindness, really, <laughs> and compassion, and responding to children with kindness and compassion, and especially when things go wrong for them. Um, because we know, and there is a lot of evidence now that we have about, you know, how um, it, it, it kind of enables one of the systems that we have in our brain to signal to us that we are safe. And once we are safe, then we can begin to engage the parts of the brain that, that work for our learning. Before, if we feel that for any reason we are not safe, and that means, you know, we are worried about something or we are worried that someone might say something unkind to us or might criticize us. Or if we have all these thoughts kind of going on inside our heads as a child, then, you know, it can become very, very difficult to come into a place where you're ready to learn. So being kind in, in our responses to children really gives them a sense of, you know, when something goes wrong, then other people can then help me to feel better. And having that experience, we know we have a lot of evidence around this now, that experience is one of the things that then allows children to build that skill of calming down once things go wrong. And that is also the, the kind of definition of resilience. Yeah. <laughs> so it is really important and, and you know, that is, one of the things that I love about working in the school, because I can see that, you know, there is there is a very strong ethos coming from you, but also, you know, from the other staff, you can really see, you know, that there is a lot of emphasis on kind of being caring, caring and responsive to children. And I think that's the, the most important thing, the most important thing. And it is unfortunate that, you know, a lot of a lot of um, emphasis on on kind of uh, targets and 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 making sure that children progress in that sense does not allow a lot of space for for even for staff to kind of think you know how do I do that how can I do that when I myself am feeling you know yeah. not very well or stressed for whatever reason or you know I have to keep my own targets and I have to meet my own targets and yeah. So the secret ingredient is kindness, kindness and being yes. kind, yes. being kind and living with kindness is living with kindness makes everybody feel safer. Everybody feel calmer and makes yeah. everybody give, allows everybody to then kind of be their best and yeah. bring their best and to play. And that is one of the, you know, and to explore. That is one of the conditions that we need for children. We know for babies and children to be able to go out and explore the world. Yes. If they feel safe that someone is keeping them in mind and thinking about their well-being, then they're free to go out and play and experiment and explore. And we know that children who don't have that sense of safety will stay put and will do nothing. They will not explore because they are so scared. So if, if a child feels that, you know, the adults in the school and the school feels like a safe base from which they can then go and explore the world around them, whether that is, you know, the world in their heads through the knowledge that they're getting from their, from the teaching and the learning, or you know, being in the playground and, and experimenting with, with nature and what happens when they play outside, all of that stuff. The safer they feel, the more they will be able to, 
explore and experiment and learn. So I'm going to ask you one last question on, on this and then yeah. some quick fire questions. So one of the hardest parts um, for anybody is learning how to cope with mistakes. Yes. So what would you say your tips are to help the adults in our school help the children to learn how to cope with making a mistake? Yeah. And again, I think, you know, the, the response, the initial response that the, the child sees when they make a mistake um, is, is quite important. But also, I think, you know, a mistake triggers for some children that sense of threat because they, they think, you know, if I make a mistake, that is going to attract a lot of criticism and a lot of judgment from those around me. And again, that, that makes them want to shut down, really. They don't want to think, they don't want to kind of think about the problem or anything. All they're thinking about is how can I avoid being shamed or humiliated because I am found out, um, you know, to, to, to not know this. So I think it is incredibly important to let children know that it's absolutely fine to make mistakes. And I know that this is, you know, something that adults really try to do and say to children I know that a lot of teachers say to children you know it's absolutely fine to make mistakes and that is how we learn um, but I think it is also then important to begin to get a sense of whether the child is doing that um, in their own internal dialogue so the child may be saying to themselves you know you did it wrong you know you're useless or you know you can never get anything right and i think it is important to get a sense of whether that is something that is happening with the child from the way that the child behaves when they make a mistake right. and to to help them to re-engage then with the task so to 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 to, to really get them to see that it's it, it really is no big deal and it really is part of learning and I think to share experiences, you know, where they have made mistakes and to say, you know, it's okay. And, you know, I have made it through life. You know, I have, you know, my job, I have a career and so on. And, you know, I have made plenty of mistakes. Right. So it's not enough to just say it's okay to make a mistake. It's not enough to say we learn from our mistakes. We, we almost mm -hmm. have to demonstrate that and show that in our way that we yeah. even cope with their mistake. Yes. So yeah. our even our body language, our tone, yes. our presence, Absolutely. how are we when somebody's yeah. actually made a mistake? Do we genuinely, genuinely think it's okay, you're going to be okay, going to grow from this? Yeah. Or are we just saying it but actually really yes. worried what will happen to them? Exactly. Right. Because the children will pick up the emotional tone. They will pick up the emotion. That is that is one of the first things that as human beings we register before we start registering the words and so on. These are the nonverbal cues are the first things that we register. And they are very important in terms of, you know, getting our feelings of, of safety or feeling unsafe triggered. So when there is a warm tone um, and an empathic tone in our voice and when we're trying to express kindness and yeah. say you know I can really see that this is really tough for you and I yeah. can really see that it's really difficult making a mistake but it really is okay you know you don't have to feel very upset or worried about it and so on so it really is about trying to comfort children right so quick fire questions yeah. 
what's the funniest thing that a child has said to you <laughs> while you're in your role? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, think, I think I will have to say this. I have heard many, many, many wonderful things from children over the year and lots of funny things. <laughs> and I think one was from my first years as a therapist and um, I have I have some feelings in some of my teeth and when I laugh for example you know children can see them and very often they ask me you know why are your teeth black and, so <laughs> and this child said to me he said to me what are you trying to do are you trying to scare me with your black teeth <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. <laughs> and next quick fire question is, what book are you reading at the moment? Oh, uh, yes, I am reading a book called The Compassionate Mind, <laughs> funnily enough. Uh, which is about how we can, uh, yeah, how we can cultivate uh, compassion, but also self-compassion, so that we can learn how to speak to ourselves in non-critical and non-judgmental ways and how we can take care of ourselves and nature, nurture ourselves in, in, in how we respond to ourselves. Um, but yeah, 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 it is, uh, yeah, really interesting. <laughs> and if I said to you the best way to overcome fear is, and left it hanging, how would you complete the question? Uh, love and kindness. <laughs> What a brilliant way to, to finish. It's always good to talk to you, Maria. And you, Daniel. Amazing. And yeah, Thank you very much. look forward to lots. <laughs> <laughs> look forward to lots more conversations. Thank you.